The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with former NFL offensive lineman and former Northwestern star Ikechuku Ndukwe. Ike and I called a few college football games together earlier this season and became fast friends. And the question I have for you, Ike, is what advice would you give to a rookie NFL player or really anyone just starting out in the NFL based on your experience? Noah, thanks for having me first and foremost. Yeah, of course. And I would say first that's a very good question. And hindsight's always, you know, twenty twenty. But if I could give an advice to or any advice to a young rookie starting out in the NFL, I would say first and foremost, uh, brand yourself. You know, there's a lot of talk about it. Um, but the most important thing you know, besides the product on the field, which goes without saying, so say it anyway, but would be to brand yourself. Use your the the tools that you have now, which are plentiful, to market yourself uh, for what comes next. And that whole what comes next, I guess, is multi multi uh, faceted uh, in terms of the advice I would give. Obviously, first, brand yourself, market yourself. Um, make yourself an entity and then plan for the inevitable, which is the end of your career in the professional football, you know, in professional football. Um, you should start planning immediately. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I would tell them. So so how do you say, so how do you do that without distracting you from the task at hand, which is performing every single day on the football field? Right, and, and I think it goes hand in hand. It's a lot easier to do if you come in. And a lot of these you know, kids, actually, I can call them kids. <laughs> I'm at that point in my life where I can say, these kids these days. No, but a lot of these kids are already doing it. They've been doing it since middle school, since elementary, some of them, I guess, if we really want to date ourselves. Uh, they've been using social media since they can remember. You know, I was on the, the early end of it, and... I would say I didn't do a great job. Uh, I was solely focused, which is what you're saying, solely focused on, you know, making it on the field, uh, putting my head down. And I'm, I was part of that old guard, um, offensive line, you know, you don't, you don't really say much. You just do your job on the field. Yeah. That, that's for the birds. It's for the birds. And, and if I could do it over again, I would definitely put more into, you know, the social media presence, the marketing um, presence and, and really, you know, create a brand, which is not easy, um, especially if you're not a marquee player. But there's so many tools out there now to where you can really create a, a presence and still, you know, focus your 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 main goal, which is to be successful on the field, and that comes from everything that got you to that point. Uh, you've got that part down. You can always get better, of course, but. You know, learning and, and, and getting the right people around you to help you uh, market yourself and brand yourself for other opportunities. Um, that would that would be the great great advice I would give. So young, so it's not just a matter of so it's not just a matter EK of of branding yourself as a, a quote unquote character. It's just it's just making sure that you're not anonymous. Yeah, I, I think uh, 
just just in my experience uh, thus far, you know, with with broadcasting, with with everything that goes into being a public uh, person or per- persona, um, you have to have some sort of social media presence, even if you're the most uh, media, you know, not wanting to be on media guy that's out there, you know, media shy person out there, you're going to need some to- sort of social media presence um, because of the, the marketing opportunities that come with that, you know, um, Kawhi Leonard, you know, is typically a quiet, you know, social media person, but he is such a superstar on the court that, you know, it, it really doesn't matter, but he leaves a lot of dollars out there. And I know that's one of the things that, you know, his team want to work on. Um, just an example of a guy who, you know, is great, a great player, and there's more opportunities out there if he had more social media. And even if he doesn't enjoy doing it, he could have a team around him who could put him, you know, in a, in a better position to uh, maximize the the uh, attention that he would garner sure. because of his talent. Right. So that's on, and that's on the NBA side, and and Kawhi certainly quiet off the court, but a two-time Finals MVP. For an NFL offensive lineman, yeah. What what about the one being able to just maximize the dollars that you know while while you're playing, but also not taking away from the the unit that is the offensive line that it's we're all anonymous and we all stick together. Yeah, I think that the guys that have been successful you know, kind of breaking that mold. Uh, you really look at for, for inspiration in regards to that. So the, the, uh, the offensive linemen that really come to mind really quickly, Orlando Pace at Ohio State, obviously he was up in the Heisman voting. You know, he's an immense talent, generational, you know, offensive lineman, and he maximized his potential. Part of that, he wasn't actually able to, you know, maximize because he was still in college. But I'm telling you, there were a lot of pancake breakfasts sold, you know, around Columbus circa <laughs> 1995, 96, 97, when he was in school. And, and there was dollars that were, were, that were out there. And then his time in the league, obviously, he was able to maximize that um, and still be part of that offensive line unit. Now, he's a superstar. Uh, what do you do for the guy who's, you know, the road grader, you know, maybe the journeyman? who's uh, bouncing around. I think there's other ways. Uh, I, I look at, I'm trying to think of a great example uh, football-wise. Um, you know, a guy like, he's, uh, he's a defensive lineman. A guy like Spice Adams, Anthony Adams, you know, played for the Bears. Uh, he's done a good job off the field with creating social media content and really garnering an audience and uh, pushing his brand, which is this funny, happy-go-lucky guy. And, and he's really you know, it's paying dividends for him. And he started that immediately after he, you know, was done playing. But I, I definitely argue that you could do, you don't have to be silly, you don't have to be slapstick, but you can do something. And it doesn't have to be groundbreaking to really uh, brand yourself uh, and set yourself up for offer opportunities uh, off the field during the off offseason um, and what, whenever free time you have. And this could be, it could be social social uh, awareness, getting out of the community, the activism. It could be helping out, you know, uh, the soup kitchens, you know, whatever that thing is, whatever that thing that you're passionate about, make sure that people know about it. And a lot of times uh, the guys, you don't want to necessarily make a big deal and say, oh, look what I'm doing. But it's not so much about that. It's more about 
um, you know, letting people know that, hey, I'm more than just a football player. I do uh, football is what I what I do. It's not who I am. You know. What what would you tell the the first round pick who's making a lot of money that the bonus baby? What advice would you give that player? What to do with their money right away? Uh, save as much as possible, um, because the rookies aren't getting paid what they were. I mean, it's still a lot of money. Don't get it. Don't get it wrong. And and, and obviously the endorsements are there too but it's not what it was prior to the rookie wage scale. Now we don't know what's going to happen come this new CBA 2020. However, uh, the old, the old guard would probably say that they don't want the rookies getting as much as um, they were getting in the past, but the slot, the slotted scale may still be there. Uh, what would I tell him? I would tell the, the, the rookie to save, save, save. I would tell him real estate is, uh, is crucial put smarter people around you, people who uh, have people watching your money uh, and nobody's going to watch your money like you will have people educate you on how to w- watch your money properly. And um, so that you don't necessarily depend on just one person or one group and vet the people who are watching your money with as much diligence as possible. And I would also advise to uh, look for people who have exponentially more money than you. You don't want to be the richest guy in the book. Find first people who are super wealthy, not just rich, but super wealthy, and then find out who's watching their money. Because at the end of the day, that's who you want to associate yourself with when it comes to money managers and uh, financial planners and things of that nature. You don't want to be the biggest fish. You know, you need to be around the people who are um, making generational wealth. That's that's the way I would advise them. What opportunities does the, the NFL afford you to save your money? Well, it goes back to, well, there's a lot of education. First and foremost, they do try to educate guys. Uh, it's no secret that a lot of guys are broke by the time they get out of the league or as soon as they get out of the league, even if the guys made a ton of money, uh, can be. And also, if you've never played or made, you know, that amount of money before and you find yourself with it, it is easier to spend than you think if you don't keep yourself grounded and, like we said, like I said earlier, surrounded with the right influencers. So um, the opportunities uh, for financial education are there. Definitely, you know, take advantage of those opportunities that the league provides. Find other uh, avenues of education, financial education. Read, read, and learn. If you can learn an offensive playbook that is as big as, you know, three Bibles, then you can learn, you know, about. <laughs> Money management, it is, you know, people think it's a great, great secret. Yeah, no, it's complicated and people will study, obviously, but you put that same energy and intensity that got you to the league into, you know, watching your money and and growing your assets, uh, you're going to be fine. Is there a keeping up with the Joneses attitude in the locker room? Absolutely. I will not name any names. I will not do that. (laughs) You'll never accuse me of being being a, a uh, snitch. However, I will tell you that I have seen it with mine own eyes. I was in <laughs> I don't want to, I can't even say Don't, even, don't say even say it? the city. Doesn't even matter. Okay. I was in a place and uh, my rookie year I just gave it away. But and it was really <laughs> but I'm not going to name any names. I was in a place my rookie year and we had a guy who was on the practice squad. Right? Practice squad players at the time made like Sixty-nine thousand dollars, maybe seventy grand. 
you know, good money just coming out of college in circa 2005. I mean, it's solid, you know, solid money. People work their whole lives and don't make that money, you know? So, but, but yeah, at the same time, you're out there and there's guys making, you know, millions and millions of dollars. So this individual was on the practice squad with myself and, and six or whatever other guys. And he pulled up to the facility with a 750 or 745 LI uh, BMW, gorgeous, gorgeous tank of a vehicle. And he's made, this car costs the same amount, if not more than what he would make in an entire year. And just, the fact that he was driving the vehicle around was just so ridiculous to me, you know, and, and to everybody else in the, uh, the locker room. But that's a prime example of keeping up with the Joneses. And when you're just doing too much, you know, trying to hang out with, guys that just got their papers so much longer than yours you know you just don't even try to just be yourself and don't get into the um the pitfalls of the material things did that guy ever end up making a big contract i don't think so uh, man oh man yeah what was what was your first yeah. significant purchase uh real estate first significant purchase was real estate i'm i'm a realtor uh, by trade now, as well as a, a broadcaster. And I've always um, had a affinity for real estate. I think it's one of the great ways to make that, um, to make that wealth stretch and, and gain wealth. And I will always preach that. Um, I love, I love real estate. So it's one of the bigger purchases I made and I will continue to make to this day. You, you want to buy me an apartment in New York city? I do not. I okay. New York is just a little too, you know, too much for for you know. I'm a large human being. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I can't be I can't be stuck in the in the big city. There's no green. There's no grass. I like to spread out. I don't blame you, EK. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. EK's story is fascinating. Nigerian parents who studied at the University of West Virginia, all of his siblings went to Notre Dame, one of whom also played in the NFL. Athletes are so used to people always asking them questions, but what stood out to me about the time I spent this college football season with EK was what interested him in all the questions he asked me. It was pretty refreshing. You can continue this conversation with us on Twitter. EK is at I N D U. K-W-E at I-N-D-U-K-W-E and I'm at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review and go back to listen to any number of the previous 120 plus episodes. I promise you there's something for everyone. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-Now.com. Vocal Now.